Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Girl Dad Girls. I'm one of your hosts, Bree St. Marie. We have that QT, Danny B, and we also have you all know and love her, Michaela Garcia. How are you? Yay! Hey. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that intro was yeah. super professional. I could tell you've done this before. We I turn it on and off. <laughs> it's We've a... done this at least 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say I have been listening to you ladies uh when I wake up in the morning oh. and get ready. And uh I love the show. Really? I'm a big fan now. Oh and, uh, I actually heard my name dropped a few episodes back. That was pretty exciting. Oh. Um <laughs> yeah. We uh yeah, we were, we we I mean like uh we were super excited to have you on. So um I think we made other other uh guests feel uncomfortable because we were talking about you but uh anyway <laughs> but yeah tell us about you like tell us uh who you are for those who uh the three people on the internet who don't know who you are um. <laughs> oh, i'm so bad at talking about myself okay let's see uh hi my name is michaela garcia um i'm five foot eight hundred and and mind your business pounds um uh, <laughs> my language i brown hair brown eyes i'm latina Mexican Puerto Rican. Um I don't know. Am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hear I hear yeah, we're yeah. in this like I'm I'm out in uh the Los Angeles. I hear you're near the Los Angeles area. I am. I'm a little closer to Anaheim near the uh Disneyland area. But yes, mm-hmm. I am Oof. a SoCal gal. How um, long have you been in California? All my life. I was born and raised here. In oh, no shit. That's what that's wow. why I'm broke all the time because I live in California. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I've been walking around like the even the like the kind of run down houses. I'm like, that's gotta be at least a million dollars for that house. Um it's so crazy because on the on the east coast, everybody's in apartments because everything's so condensed. But here it's like everything's so spread out. It's it like when we were flying in, it was just like the sprawl is amazing. So yeah, well, um, I live in a teeny tiny apartment myself, but uh it's okay. I'll get a house someday. Maybe yeah, that's fine. Years I'm in a teeny life. tiny house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in a hotel room. Um, for those who sorry, uh, sorry for anybody who's listening, uh, I'm wondering why the hell does Danny sound like an idiot? I had just had face surgery, so I have a giant cast on my nose, um, and I chose to, to talk this way. So this is awesome. Um, so Michaela, um, so tell us about your transition. How long have you been doing it? Um, like, what's what have been uh, the highlights? Some of the your favorite points of it? Uh, oh wow. This is or the low lights or the mid <laughs> right lights. on the spot, huh? Um, yeah. Let's see. So I transitioned uh, almost seven years ago was when I first came out and That's I've been on hormones for six years. Um, I am on the pill, not the shot. But yeah. Hell yeah. That. Okay. After listening to, to you ladies, I actually really want to get on the shot. So I'm going to have to uh, look into that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So um I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, um, how I guess you said uh, six years on on hormones. Um, so that I guess that would put you back at like 2016, 2017 kind of. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. okay, let me let me try this a little bit differently. So yeah, so I came out. Uh, I was married. Um, I do have two kids. Um, oh, so awesome. I'm a, a trans parent, I guess, and uh-huh. I still go by dad which is why I was super excited to be on your podcast. And um, yeah, so uh, I came out. uh, Unfortunately, the the ex uh, didn't want to be a part of it. So I ended up getting a divorce, uh, ended up being on my own. 
and then I kind of I kind of went into like a little depression and stuff and so I kind of turned to social media and tried to get myself uh entertained uh by the internet world <laughs> and, and this for, was oh so you're you're saying around, around 2016 2017 you joined social media was, I did yeah because really? I was on my own and I was bored I didn't know what to do and I was trying to find other honestly other transparents like me yeah because I I didn't find anybody like me out there everybody was either like over sexualizing themselves or just mm. kind of I just couldn't relate with them so I wanted to start my own Instagram page and hope you know, in the hopes that people would find me that uh, had similar interests and things in common. And uh, a couple of years later, I don't know what happened, but people seemed to like my content and it kind of blew up on me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, well, it like, totally makes sense. You're hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, for, for those who for those who don't follow you, would you mind saying like what you're uh, describing your your how to get in touch with you, your Instagram, your websites, if you have any of that stuff, I'll put it we'll, the production team will put it in in uh, big bold text. Sure. So all my uh, handles are Michaela Bill, uh, kind of like Smallville, but with Michaela in front of it. And that's attached to everything I have uh, my TikTok, my Instagram, which I use the most. Uh, I tried YouTube for a little while there. Um, it's connected to my OnlyFans and my Grinder, and no, I'm just kidding about those last um, names. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, look up Michaelaville, hmm. and everything that I have on social media is attached to that name. Love it. Um, when you when when this is a question that I, I like to ask people who who started around that time because so I I came out in 2017 uh, for about a month, was on hormones, and then went back in the closet because my um, my friends all convinced me that it was a phase and I was getting over it. Um, but at the time I didn't realize that there was a community at all, especially in small town, Virginia. What was it like back? Because right now it seems like it's almost in vogue. Like it's, we're, uh, we're highlighted by every major, you know, positively or negatively by every major news network. So I feel like it's really easy for trans people to come out, be who we are and then find community. But was it, was it different back then or were you able to really quickly find uh, fellow trans people who kind of related to your story? Um, it was actually kind of difficult. It was very lonely in the beginning. Um, I felt like I was just kind of by myself posting things and just a lot of like, like fetishizers and stuff kind of found me first. But uh, I don't know. I just kept going. I, I tried posting every single day and then uh yeah, then people slowly started finding me. And then I started finding other girls on social media that I, I got in contact with. Uh, so you ladies might know a couple of them. I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop or not, but uh, <laughs> um, we can we can figure it out. Go go for it. OK, uh, well, suddenly yeah. Samantha, uh, she was a big oh, one. Yeah. I saw she was another uh, she was married at the time, uh, another transparent. And I reached out to her and I kind of took inspiration from her and kind of, you know, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I um, it, it's it's so interesting because you know, looking at your Instagram page for those who don't know, uh, Michaela has is a, just over two hundred thousand followers on Instagram, which is it's so interesting because there are. I just have a bunch of questions on, I guess, how you got there. Like, did it all come in a what one big wave? Was it just sort of a slow trickle that kind of. A hockey sticked up into the right um was you said you were posting every day did you find that that was like good for your mental health but also like good for your follower count or vice versa 
Yeah, it was it was kind of a slow, slow climb, very gradual. I'd never had like any kind of like uh, anything go viral where I just got a whole bunch of people um, at the same time. But my my Instagram kind of evolved. So it started off where I, I, I joined Instagram to reach out to others about the peanut parent. And then I started kind of documenting my transition, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of step by step. And then I kind of got bored talking about being trans all the time. So then I kind of switched focus to like comedy and just being kind of goofy. And yeah, I try to be funny in all my posts. And I actually talked to a friend early on who said, you know, if you want to get more followers, the key is consistency, try to post every day. So I just kind of made that oh. a personal goal of mine. And uh, it it used to be very fun. Like I used to look forward to it. I used to like just random thoughts would pop up in my head that I wanted to post about. So I'd write it down and then post about it the next day. And um, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it took off on me, I guess. And slowly but surely, I got the the follow count that I have now. That's that's kind of exactly the same model that I've been following. Um, I'd except I do Monday through Friday. I don't do weekends. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just it's it's getting to be a lot, honestly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I am I posting just a post, or you know, I did start originally. Um kind of just uh, making heartfelt stuff, um, not stuff. It really was. I had just gotten separated and I started my account after I got separated and I was like pouring my heart out and it, people were just starting to pick up on it and actually read it. Um, so mine's kind of been on the slow climb a little bit, but measly like 4,400 as of today. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting I, I, because I have noticed that for me, it's doing the same post, especially like just, you know, posting an update. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm getting burnt out with it, but um, I do have to commend you for like being able to stick with it and also like not selling yourself out. Like I, I know a lot of trans women who they want to get to that next level. They want to get to 25,000, want to get 30,000. So they start going new or not nude, but like, you know, really, um, risque i guess and um that's what i was really I impressed with, that you're like that you're oh no we uh we, we have a friend who well our next friend who uh um, you know kind of sold out uh her her transness a little bit um but uh no that's awesome it's super uh it, it, you're you're super inspirational in that that regard oh, well, um thanks um so you know it's funny to talk about the numbers I, when i was about to reach ten thousand, i was like obsessed with the follow count for like just that short while it took forever i only needed like 600 more and it felt like the longest like three or four yeah. weeks of my life and it's just yeah. i was like i was also trying to post like more sexy stuff to get more followers and stuff and then after i hit it i was like well it's kind of just a number so after that i just stopped focusing on the number and then i just look back at it every now and then sometimes it goes up sometimes it goes down and uh huh. it's just a number <laughs> that is just numbers i feel that, i feel that coming I feel yeah. that coming like 10 yeah. 10's like close, but far away. But I feel like after yeah. it happens, if it does, um, I'll just be like, oh, okay, what, whatever. Just let it go. Do my own thing. Or whatever. Um, I I, just to switch gears. I like, I, you said you have two kids. How, how old were they when you came out? Oh, okay. So my oldest was five and my youngest was one at the time. Oh, and wow. um, actually telling my five-year-old was, was, very interesting because so? you know he's a five-year-old so he's still a kid so you want to talk to him like a child at the same time 
you don't want to talk down to him. You want him to understand the importance of it. So what I kind of did was I I kind of made a diagram, like a wheel of, with the LGBT letters. And I kind of explained to him like what L means, what G means, what T means, and then, you know, like hetero, what that means. And then I, I drew pictures of our family members and I asked him to put them where he thought they belonged. So he put his mom and hetero. He put one of our, his gay cousins, like in the gay section. Oh, wow. Too. And then I asked him to put mine somewhere. So he put it in the hetero. And then I actually said, oh, actually, bud. And then I kind of slid it over to the T. And this is already after I explained to him what T stands for and what it means. And then uh, that's kind of how I broke it to him because uh, ah, I had no awesome. other way to do it. And then I also recorded myself. I wanted him to see me as Michaela, um, yeah. but I didn't want to just all of a sudden be dressed like a girl. So what I did was I recorded myself kind of putting on makeup and putting on a wig and clothes and stuff. And I kind of did like a time lapse. So like it took me maybe like an hour or so, but I time lapsed it into about a minute. And then every now and then I would throw in like a little joke or two for him. That way he could kind of slowly see me turn into yeah. Michaela and that's the way he took it and he he such a smart boy he totally got it right away he did drop a tear he was a little sad and he was quiet for about an hour maybe an hour and a half next thing you knew he was back to his normal self and he's been my biggest supporter oh ever since. that's incredible oh, my, I love yeah, that. my youngest on the other hand is a completely different story <laughs> So he was one at the time. He was a baby. So I didn't even feel the need to tell him. I figured he would figure it out eventually. And he did when he was about four, I guess, four or five. And then he decided to tell the world that his, uh, he still calls me dad, his dad dad used to be a boy. So we would be in Target uh, paying for something at the cash register. And he would go to him and be like, yeah, my that's my dad. Uh, she used to be a boy. Or we'll be in the bathroom and she, and he would tell random people in the bathroom, that's my dad. He used to be a boy. And, and the bathroom's the worst because I hate my voice. is yeah. so deep, And I hate talking in the bathroom. So I would have to like be like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like being able to <laughs> using discretion for, yeah, for a young child. Because they don't, I mean, obviously they don't know. Like yeah. my my two-year-old still calls me dad. And I'm not going to, like, I, people are always like, so when are you going to switch to mama? I was like, I don't want to explain gender dysphoria to a two-year-old yet. So I think I'm going to skip it for a bit. Although this, this stuff may make it a bit of a, a bit of a switch. Um, but that that's cool that you, um, do you both go by dada or dad. Uh, I do Bree. I think you do something different, right? Yeah. So we, I started basically when she was born. Um, so she doesn't know me any other way. And I feel like I'm spoiled in that aspect, but she calls me, um, B or BB. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, she actually has been dropping the dada like recently. I'm like, where did you even get that? <laughs> what are those little bastards at school teaching you? <laughs> yeah. So how how do you feel about being called dad? Uh, I'm fine with it. I just have the I have the underlying fear that you know the bathroom story you just told yeah. me. <laughs> like, um, hey, Dad, and then you know, like you're in a massive, and everybody starts looking at you. Like, <laughs> mm, I don't owe you an explanation. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, it's really strange because I always, oh, you know, I was such a zealot for um, uh, not being called mom just because uh, I didn't earn mom. I didn't birth her. Uh, you know, I didn't carry around in my stomach for uh for nine months and deal with all that pain. I I, I earned dad by knocking up her mom. Um, but um, yeah. So um, but yeah. So so dad dad was kind of like it was like one of those things that I I told myself that I earned. 
Um, but it is weird when like we're at the, you know, I'm dressed up like a total slut, like I always am. Um, and we're at like the the um the store and she goes, Dad, 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 dad. And I'm just like, Yep, that's yes, baby. Um, and um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I don't know, I, I guess it's 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 different with a I guess with her because she uh yeah, she's only ever known me as this. Um, but yeah, that that, that your your bathroom situation is strange because i feel like well i understand it because uh yeah i've been in similar things not with her but just like in general and somebody's being like danny how's it going good very good thanks for asking (laughs) um but yeah so do you think you'll ever like do you think dada like are you just gonna stick with it do you um do you have a how do you feel about it so i actually love being a parent it's like the thing I'm most proud of in life. Um, I would, yeah. you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I'm totally fine being called Dada because I'm so proud of it. And like you said, you know, I didn't give birth, so I probably don't deserve the title mom. Plus, my kids have a pretty good mom. She's a really good parent, yeah. and she deserves the title. And I would never want to take that away from her. But I do tell my kids that, you know, as they get older, they might not want to call me dad or dada, and I'll totally understand and kind of call me whatever they want. As long as it comes from a place of love and respect, I'm pretty sure I'll be okay with it. But for now, I am dada, and I love it. Yeah. Um. In terms of, like, uh, and if you don't want to talk about it, uh, feel free, but, like, when you came out and you said that your it broke your marriage up, Um. I know Bree and I have uh, pretty harrowing stories of, of you know, being accused of murder and things like that was yours a pretty like amicable break or was it um I've, I've heard more and more that people are getting just lambasted like how could how dare you lie to me how how could you do this to me and um or was yours like like kind of like supportive but i can't be with you it was definitely a roller coaster so the night i came out to her i she kind of said you know i i don't want to be married to a woman but I want to help you through this. Like, I'm here for you, but eventually we will end up getting divorced. And then the next day, I guess she slept on it. The next day she was gone and I thought she was gone for good, but I guess she just went to stay with her mom for about a week. Oh, wow. And then she came back and she was upset with me. So it was, the tension was really high for about another week after that. And then she, she kind of snapped. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to be that person. I'm here for you. She was accepting. She's trying to help me out. And for like, five or six months she was supporting me and she had my back but I was also five or six months into hormones and then when she started seeing Michael which is my old name turned into Michaela when the the changes were more apparent then she kind of pulled apart from me and then she started resenting me and then her resent turned to anger and then it was really bad for a really long time yeah so I ended up moving out um close to a year after that and then be and I was still kind of living as Michael most of the times. Um, and then I transitioned fully uh, about a year and a half after being on hormones. Um, but I will say, yeah, it was bad. And she made my life kind of miserable for a long time. I went to a really bad depression. But now we're at a good place. She, yeah. She's not my old best friend like she used to be. Uh, but we do get along really well. And the kids see us getting along. And we're fantastic co-parents, I think, uh, top notch. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, better with us right now. Yeah, that's so good to hear. I mean, it gives me hope because we, you know, I've, obviously I have to be a co-parent with my ex, and um, 
I had kind of resigned that this was just going to be over. It was over. I was never going to speak to her again that I hated her. Um, but no, that's cool. That, that, uh, that's awesome that y'all were able to kind of, um, establish a, I guess a bond that's, uh, that goes beyond the marriage bond, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, uh, very cool. Um, how, I guess, how, uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. I have two siblings. Uh, they're half siblings. I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister. And actually, my youngest sister is trans herself. Really? No. She actually came out uh, before me. And I was super jealous, but I came out about uh, two or three years after her. <laughs> did, um, That's awesome. Did, did she like, kind of resent you for that at all? Basically, being like, don't steal the thunder from me kind of thing? Or... <laughs> Um, I don't think so. So I, I actually ended up living with my dad uh, pretty early on uh, when I was about in third grade and my younger siblings lived with my mom. So we weren't super tired or super close or at least not as close as, that, as I'd like to be. But uh, yeah, she was she was pretty supportive. I don't think she really knew. I think she was a little surprised when I told her, but she she was pretty supportive. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> well and i guess that, that's the thing that i've been noticing being out here in la for uh you know the week that i've been out here essentially is like there's a lot more trans people out here than like it's a lot more accepted out here than um than it is back on the east coast um do you do you run into a lot of trans people in your day-to-day um uh, being out here i mean i'm not sure sometimes you you really just you really don't know yeah. nowadays <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true. true but like if i do really if I do good at someone it and maybe <laughs> have a little bit of a deeper voice i want to be like hey me too but you know, yeah. can't really approach you don't know if you can't approach people or not <laughs> but I, <laughs> I do see people every now and then. <laughs> well that's what was so like um i i i told the story before but hey for, for people who are listening uh, i got approached by a girl today uh who um, saw that I had my face all torn up and uh, asked if I had FFS and was like, you know, it was very much a I just clocked you, obviously, but um, but yeah, it was it was just nice to have somebody to talk to and that like they were so, um, yeah, just everywhere and I feel like the it was it it is much more accepted, much more like smiled upon especially like this the grocery stores and everything they're just like they look at you smile and, and move on as opposed to just staring at you like why does that dude so pretty um but um <laughs> but yeah so um have you have you had a pretty positive experience out here yeah you know i've i've honestly never had a really really negative experience so i i worked for the post office and i did have one customer who got upset with me because their dog got out and I put a dog hold on their house and stuff. And so they would always kind of attack me and my gender. Like, oh, you're just you're just a man. Why do you dress like that and stuff? But other than that oh, one wow. that, person, that petty. Yeah. Oh, wow. Other than that one person, I I I've never really had a really horrible experience. Online is a different thing, but like in real life, oh, yeah. no one's actually like giving me much of a hard time. I do get a lot I of like not. second look glances, especially when I speak, because I know my voice is very manly. I haven't tried changing it <laughs> so when you i speak they're kind of like like really? look at me like a double take but they usually, they usually don't care i would wow that, that uh, uh, it's interesting you say that because i i would think you sound just you know like a uh you, you have a very like uh like a deep feminine voice though you you, you have a like there's a feminine nature to your voice but, really uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, like honestly i thought you would have been like when you said you weren't you hadn't worked on it it's like wow really because that's awesome oh wow thanks you, sound amazing. you know yeah. i tried working on it 
but I just kind of sounded like a really pathetic Mickey Mouse. So I was just more embarrassed by that than anything. So I just dropped it. This is my this is my woman voice. So if you don't like it, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you people. <laughs> I yeah. actually thoroughly love that you do that because yeah. I really don't try that often at all. Like yeah. the, this is mostly what you get when you get me. Um, I do have a customer service voice that I turn on when I have to. Um, can I hear it? Oh, sure. You can hear it perfectly fine. Um, nice. You know, can I, what, what officer you need my, I got pulled over and I did like a couple weeks ago and I just turned it on. Oh, my registration's oh, in here somewhere. So I swear to God. Oh shit. My insurance card has my old name on it. Here. Oh, my stars <laughs> garters. Oh no. Yeah. I was um, getting out of that ticket until he saw that part. Did you, did like, you kind of squeeze your chest together and try to like, oh, I was like, yeah, hey, good old boy, officer. sure. No, <laughs> I tried my hardest. I really did. But then he saw, he put two and two together and uh, screwed me over. So I got to oh, go to court for that. On the oh, sixth. Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's be a good time. Am I allowed to ask questions to you, ladies? Is that cool? Oh, yeah. oh please like, do. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, just shut up. If we're talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll start off with you, Danny. So uh, I see the, the the stuff on your face, like the bandages and stuff. So how are you feeling? And if you don't mind mentioning it, like what all did you have done? Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm feeling terrible. Um, I had a hairline uh the hairline advancement done that's why i look like i have a little buzz cut like a little uh barbie doll that you shaved the head of um they did a brow lift they did a brow shave um they did a rhinoplasty obviously a lift lift that's why i have so if you can see i have little sutures under here um they took fat from my thighs which i was sitting down to use the bathroom uh because i do that now and um uh, I noticed these two little holes on the inside of my thighs. And I was like, huh, I guess that's probably where they got it from. Um, but yeah, they did that and they shot it in my cheeks. Um, they wow. did a jaw contouring where they apparently cut my jaw off, took part of it out in the middle and then fused it back together to make it sharper. And they did a trach shave because they couldn't um, couldn't go without making every part of my upper, everything above uh, right here hurts. Um, so yeah, but it, had a trach uh, shave. It, it feels um feels it, I, i'm i'm super excited about it so um i i just want to get on y'all y'all ladies level in terms of hotness so i'm very clearly doing it right now um <laughs> but yeah thanks for asking um it, well, congratulations it, that must have been such an exciting yet so scary like going like about to go under the knife like yeah. that you know it, i think it, we were we were like, texting right or, or on instagram or something and i was as talking about like going to sleep with one face and waking up with another like that must be yeah. such a scary thought it's it, it's weird I, I took a picture in the bathroom and it was the last picture i have of my face like where the way it was and it's never going to go back to that um so it's like and it wasn't even like me smiling it's just for like me like waving bye to myself um but uh yeah i'm interested to see how my daughter reacts we're gonna do a facetime before i come back and i'm just gonna um try to convince other people that i just got into a really big fight with mike tyson you should see him god i messed him up uh, but yeah um uh are, are you um so i guess to, to to give the full disclosure so um i wanted to see how many surgeries i could get done in a month so i did orchiectomy on october 9th um top surgery so got my boobies on october 16th and 
this whole thing on the on November eighth. Um, so wow. <laughs> all within all within thirty one days. Um, Jeez. but uh, are you interested in that sort of like uh, uh you know obviously you have amazing uh ch- uh chest growth already. Um, is, is is that natural or have you gotten top surgery? No, I I did have top surgery. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, about four years ago. And then um, about four months ago, I actually got a um, fat transfer uh, or BBL. So oh, yeah. they, they oh, suck damn. the fat out of places where you don't want it and they put it in places where you do. So they kind of, they took it from my neck, under my arms, a lot from my belly, a little bit from my back, and they put it into my butt and hips. And I actually had them put a little bit more in the breasts for like a more natural like jiggle, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So actually, let me ask you about that because I'd I'd been looking into that. Somebody had convinced me that that's like the most dangerous surgery because if if the surgeon messes up and injects it into like the muscle or something like that, it can get into your bloodstream. But are have you heard of this or like was was that something that you had thought about or is that is that all hippity hoopla? I, I heard a lot of that from other people when I was because what I did was I started a uh, GoFundMe actually. Oh, and awesome. uh, I earned the money on social media. And that's when people were reaching out saying that's actually like the most dangerous thing. You shouldn't do that, all this stuff. But my doctor didn't mention any of that stuff. So I was like, I'm sure he would if it was that dangerous. Why would so I kind of just, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I trusted uh, the process and uh, pretty happy with, the, happy with the results. I was really hoping for like a little bit of a bigger booty, kind of like a JLo booty or like a Nicki yeah. Minaj. But he didn't want to go too crazy, so he gave me a nice subtle figure, and he really brought in my waist, and he brought out my hips, and I'm really happy with the results. Is it, um, would you say that that, like, had you tried doing all the exercising? Because I, I noticed that, like, my flanks, I tried doing cool sculpting, and that didn't really affect it as much, and I've basically just stopped eating, and that's done kind of the negative to everything. But did you notice that, like, it really gave you the hourglass figure doing the BBL? Um, it definitely did. Um, I every now and then I'll join the gym and have a membership for like a year and I'll go like two or three times during that year, but I just never dedicate myself to working out. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did what's a gym? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was uh so I work for the post office. I've been there for 18 years and I delivered mail for the last or for the first 15 years. So that kind of kept me in somewhat decent shape. But uh yeah, I never had feminine curves until the BBL. So really that's um that is super amazing i i honestly had, had thought about it i got a quote a quote for it and almost did it but uh maybe i'll look back into it because um yeah i mean of course i gotta get every part of me cut up well, there's still time for the rest of this month so <laughs> right <gotta> get it. <laughs> yeah I, I don't think i've endured enough uh pain right now um but yeah so um are, are you have you considered uh like anything facial wise i mean you're obviously like absolutely stunning so oh thank you um i i did early on um so in order to get the breast augmentation i did have to see i had to get two signatures from therapists yeah. and the way they did it was it was kind of like a group session with other trans girls that wanted other surgeries as well and in that session i explained that i really want breast augmentation and probably facial fem and when I said that I felt like I kind of got attacked by people they're they were calling me up like literally saying that I was stupid if I touched my face and even though I didn't feel like I had a feminine face but they were all like 
if you do it, you might not like the results. I think, you know, I think right. you do it now, maybe, maybe consider it or wait a little bit and see how you feel. Really? Um, they had the audacity to tell you yeah. so interesting. I, I one girl literally said, Are you effing kidding me? Like that would be so stupid. And I was like, Okay. Uh like, okay, I see you. <laughs> it's so interesting because like have you heard the term brick? Do you know this term? Brick? A brick, like a, a trans person who d- puts zero effort into transitioning, like no. doesn't shave, doesn't like, ha- you know, will have a full beard, will still uh, speak in ma- masculine mannerisms, uh, but basically just wants to be she, her. But everything else is as masculine. As- but um, I've, I I work with a couple of uh, bricks and I've told them that I wanted to get FFS and I got that same result of, you know, why are you going to cut your face up? And it's like, why don't I mean? It's the, I feel like it's the same. You they can't criticize me because I'm not allowed to criticize them. So, you know, we do. I guess what we have to do to get um, where we want to go, and that seems it sounds like you're you, we're considering doing that. But I mean, obviously, like um, I'm glad you didn't because you're stunning. But um, <laughs> I'll um, stop it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I told myself that I. Um, I had gotten to a level as a, I was a, a certain level of attractiveness as a guy. And I told myself that if I wasn't there or higher as a girl, then, you know, what was the point for some reason? Um, you know, as opposed to just living my, my truth, uh, wasn't enough happiness wise. Um, so that's why I did all this stuff. And also it was covered, uh, by insurance, but, um, yeah. And actually, one thing that I didn't want to ask about, uh, I, I know you said you'd never really had like a negative interaction. Um, and one of the things that I like to ask people um, is, do you think that like, I, I know some of us get uh, treated better because of the way we look like the sort of the pretty privilege. Do you, do you feel like you benefit from that? Or I know a lot of people get, hounded on because they don't look as film the, the the bricks the um the people who don't put as much effort in um i don't know because i look at myself i look in the mirror and i still see a lot of manly features but i get compliments from a lot of other people so i mean maybe i got pretty privileged but i still don't see myself as as pretty i still see kind of like michael with makeup on <laughs> really so, yeah is that like, same. do you think there's anything that, I mean, like, I honestly, I did this because of that same thing. Like I slow, I, I was seeing, I saw prog- progress towards from David to Daniel, to Daniel, God, uh, from David to Danielle. But, um, but it was so small that I, I still attributed it back to, you know, because it had to be one or the other. And as it's going over, everything's just getting attributed back to David. But so I did this because it was going to be a drastic change all at once. And um, do you and do you have any advice for people who are just starting out to like how to think about that? Like and to be accepting of after seven years, six years on hormones, you're still going to be attributing a lot of your stuff to masculine features. Um, what do you mean by the question? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, uh, like, I guess, uh, do you have any and I guess I'm trying to think of what to really say in terms of like just telling people that, yeah, you know, it sadly it is we are going to see we're, we you will still see a masculine person if in the mirror, probably because we all do and we're all our worst critic. Um, 
I know like a lot of people were when I told people I was doing this because of that, they were like, why you look so feminine? But it's like I still saw David. So I did this to get rid of it. I uh, I mean, I figured somebody who's been doing this for seven years, I would have thought maybe you had um, gone into seeing only Michaela. But it's interesting that you that you don't and you see masculine features. Do you think there's a way to get beyond that or is that just going to be be with you for good? I think after all this time, I'm not sure that'll ever go away. But I I also see myself as a trans person differently than I think a lot of other trans people do. I I, I feel like me personally, I'm never going to be like a real woman. I'm trying my best. <laughs> but I, I know I'm always going to be a trans woman. So I... Ah, where was I going with this? Um... <laughs> Sorry, a little brain fart here. No, um, it's 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 no. I mean, like honestly, I, I I agree too. And I, at a certain point, I don't really want to be a, like. People are like, you should call yourself because I'll say I'm a trans woman, and they're like, oh, you're a woman. It's like, well, I I don't have periods. There's so many things that we don't have to endure. Like, like I got to reap the benefits for 37 years of being a white nerd, and I definitely would not be where I am career wise had I not just soaked up that white male privilege um but yeah there's like think, there's so I many things always have the male mentality like i'll give you I, yeah. I tell people this all the time like you know how they when the titanic was going down they say women and children first yeah me personally i wouldn't get off with the women and children i would probably wait and hold off with the the men if i was mm-hmm. good at sports i would never play on an all-women's team because yeah. me personally i feel like that wouldn't be right so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we did. Uh, I did spend thirty-seven years getting a uh, high hormone supply of uh, testosterone. I was mainlining that tea, so I got <laughs> uh, got built some muscles. Um, did you before you started transitioning? Did you was there anything that you did uh, to like any beard stuff that you did? Like I for my beard for me was to uh, work out a whole bunch and grow big muscles because I wanted to pretend like I liked the body that was in the mirror. I know everybody has like these beards that they put on, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, dressing a certain way, but um, something that you were using to hide the fact that you were different on the inside. Um, I mean, not really. I did have a beard as Michael since the day I could start growing a beard, which was oh, an actual beard a lot later than normal. <laughs> um, but I didn't do it to try to hide Michaela. I guess I just did it because um, I don't know. I thought it looked good at the time. So if actually, if it's okay, can I go into the kind of like my whole transition, like little story? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. please do. So I, I knew around the time of five or six that I was different. And, uh, you know, I started trying on girls clothes and stuff and feel and being like, oh, this feels right. Um, and maybe when I was about 12 years old or so, I was watching uh, Jerry, the Jerry Springer show with my dad. And I saw my first trans woman. It was this lady. She was very pretty. She was uh, in a blue bikini. I remember that. And then she confessed to the audience that she was born a man. And I was like, wait a second, but she has boobies. How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) So fast forward to about, I don't know, 13, 14. I learned the word uh, transsexual, uh, which is when I, when, you know, you get operations to look like a, a woman. And then I wasn't, I didn't even hear the word transgender till I was about 25, 26, maybe, um, where you could just, you know, because I, I kind of 
I feel like transsexuals are more related to the adult industry and transgender are more like people just living as the gender that they chose. That that was just have what I knew. I didn't know a lot of it. Um, well, that's yeah. pretty much exactly what it is. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I, never, I never knew. I just kind of assumed it was all sort of this, this uh, amorphous blob of, of terms. But yeah. Uh, and then um, there... so in, in high school, um, I knew that I wanted to graduate. And then my plan was to get a job. And I felt like, you know, you can't tell anybody about this. I had to kind of keep it a secret. So I was going to get a job, save up some money, move far away from all my friends and family, and then transition on my own. Wow. And I disappeared from school. the world. That's awesome. In high school. Um, and I graduated high school and I started my plan. I got a, my first job was at a retail store and I started saving. But then I met my ex-wife and I fell in love hard so I kind of pushed Michaela in the back burner and focused on this person who I really loved. And I thought, okay, well, I could be Michael for this person because I love her. Yeah. So I, yeah. I stayed Michael. We got married. It was around maybe 24, 25, where I was like, okay, I really want to come out to her. I want to be myself. We're really in love. Maybe she'll actually accept me. And then she got pregnant. And so I thought, okay, well, now I have to be a parent. I have to be a dad. I have to be a male role model for my kid. And a couple of years later, we had another kid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I always told myself, you know, if I had never transitioned by 30, I would probably never transition. So when I turned 30, I went into, I don't think it was a depression. I was just really bummed out about the situation. A year later, I started talking to people. I came out to a couple of family members of mine, and then I went to a support group. And the next thing you knew, I was uh, finally, I finally came out at 31 and started oh, talking wow. about trans. That um, was there basically any... said my exact same story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was there any, I, I know for me, like I have these indelible memories uh, from when I was like five and six that like conversations that I, I almost verbatim had with my parents that were like this was a telltale sign that y'all should have asked questions do you have any like any of those memories of like i wanted to try i tried on a girl's uh skirt this time and it like it, it was it stuck in your brain or anything like that from when you were really little yeah i remember like i said when i was five or six i like one of my cousins left like a little like sundress behind and I kind of kept it in my room and every now and then I would put it on. And like I said, I just, it just felt right. Like, I don't know. It yeah. just felt like, Oh, this is, this is kind of the way it should be. And then of course, when I was at school, I was jealous of other little girls and the clothes they used to, they used to wear and stuff. And actually I remember the moment I realized something was different about me. We were maybe six, six years old playing Red Rover. Remember the game Red Rover? Red yeah. Rover. And so, and so right over my teacher used to separate us from boys boys on one side holding hands girls on the other side holding hands and i used to want to be on the girl's side so bad and that's how i knew okay wow. maybe maybe something's up with me <laughs> yeah no honestly that yeah that that um uh, that sort of drive i think for me as uh initially i was told because i'm i'm old um uh i was told that that was just i was hypersexualizing femininity and it was like um, you know, that I, 
from an early age, I was told that like, you know, I was just very into, into women, not because I wanted to be one, but because I wanted to, I guess, have sex with them. My doctors were weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, that's awesome that you like, you have those, I mean, I love those memories. I have like a couple of them from when, uh, like I had conversations with my parents and can go back and like describe what they were wearing and everything at the time, because it was just so, um, uh, ingrained in my brain. Um, did you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask. So you said that you, when you were younger, you were like talking to your parents saying this should have given me away. Like what were you talking about? Like, what did you think? Oh, it was, it was like, we were playing, we were pretending to be dogs. Um, and of course when you're playing make believe you can be anything you want. And so I went to my mom and like very explicitly asked if it was okay when I'm a dog, if I was, if I could be a girl dog and she was just uh wait she's not in the room okay she's she's not here um she was like yeah okay sure why not and then there were you know there were all these other times where like you know i wanted an easy bake oven where all the other kids were getting little uh you know um gi joes and things i wanted all these like kind of girly things and uh like i had a i had a uh uh i wanted a pink uh uh what are those uh power wheels but they had to get me the the man one because or the the boy one. Was but that like, the you know, there, all these things that I would ask for that they were just like, you know, either yeah, if it, if it was pretend, I was allowed to pretend, but I could never actually do it. Um, but yeah, so um, Bree, do you have any? Was there anything that I guess we've never really asked? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's plenty. <laughs> um, I I had a huge one. Um, and I, I think I've told it maybe not, oh my God, nine episodes ago. Uh, but I was in charge of the lost and found at my elementary school and we had to do the yearly clean out and everything else. So we were kind of scraping everything together for Goodwill. And I had my backpack over in a corner and I was just taking all the girl shit that I thought would fit me at that point. And I was just shoving it in that bag, like making sure nobody's looking like being sketch as fuck and just shoving it in my backpack. And then I took it home and put it in this trunk uh, that I would keep locked. And um, I would go visit my dad every summer. Um, he lived in Utah at the time. So I'd be gone for two to three months. And my mom was nosy as shit. And then uh, she broke into that trunk while I was gone. And when I came back, there was no lock on it. And I was like, fuck. Um, so, of course, her and my dad talked and they sent me to some therapist because I was a deviant little boy. And um, how dare you? They're like, they're like, why the hell are you cross dressing at nine years old? You know, and it's like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, so that that was a really big one. And they just um, I grew up in Texas. So that was um shoved under the rug pretty hard um as they say and it was just kind of they thought i had something wrong with me and they, this therapist was trying to like wring me clean of any of it and uh it didn't work obviously yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i there were there were there the signs were there but they were chosen to be ignored 
See, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I gave myself away when I was younger. Like I didn't play with any girl toys, never wanted girl toys. I was a huge fan of Ninja Turtles and Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I, still Same. Am. <laughs> I still love Ninja Turtles. I have actually you can't see it on camera, but I have a whole corner, like a shrine to the 80s, 90s Ninja Turtles. That's and awesome. for you. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I never gave myself away. Like I never got caught. I never mentioned anything. I was really good at keeping it in. But uh I lived with my mom for one year in high school. She lived in Utah and I used to dig into her closet and go through her clothes and stuff like that. And she mentioned that her clothes were put back like inside out or they would be on the floor or they would just be like stretched or whatever. And so when I did come out to her, she was like, I kind of had my suspicions a long time ago, but I really thought it was just a phase. Did you, <laughs> did you say Utah? What part? Oh, yeah, my mom, my mom moved to Utah when I was about nine or 10 and uh, she lived there for quite a while. And now she lives in Texas. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Um, what? I stayed in California with my dad. Are you just repeating everything that I just said? Are we twins? Uh, <laughs> like, um, my dad, I lived in Park City for 10 years and then uh, or five. And then I went to um, college in South Utah. But yeah, I've been in Texas for cumulative 20 years, 25 years. Nice. Yeah, remember Park City, the Alpine slide. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever go when the Alpine roller coaster was there? Because I helped to build that. No, that's (laughs) do not go on it. It is not safe. Oh, okay. Um, Miguel, um, I I did want to dig in. So, um, you're like when you're when you came out to your parents, um, what was their reaction? Are they supportive now? Uh, like, uh, it seems like every, when we come out later on in life, our parents either take it really tough or uh, are like super supportive. But how, how was your experience? Um, it was mostly positive. So like I said, my mom, I'm pretty sure she was already in Texas at the time when I when I came out to her. Um, unfortunately, I was, I'm in California, so I had to do it over the phone. But when I told her, she had already had my youngest sibling come out a couple of years earlier. Oh, yeah. So she was yeah. she was she was surprised probably because I never gave any hints away besides what she thought when I was maybe, you know, going through her closet when I was 15 or so. Um, but she was uh, very supportive and understanding. She was more concerned about what was going to go on with my marriage, my kids and stuff. But yeah. the whole gender thing, she didn't really care all that much, I guess. She really? was very accepting and actually um is such a huge supporter now that that for a while there when we were doing like the I was on a show called the Transvengers on Twitch with a few other uh, trans girls Uh, she was kind of known as like the trans mom like she's 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 the mom that would be like that's awesome at a convention like giving hug mom hugs to people who need it like she's like my dad on the other hand very surprising his reaction so my my ex-wife kind of made me sit down with him and come out to him and when I did he took it really hard but he didn't take it hard because his son was going to become a woman he took it hard he kind of blamed himself he said my child was in pain all these years and in hiding and I didn't even realize it I wasn't even there for her and he took it really hard on himself um and then after I got divorced, we kind of had a falling out. Like he kind of picked the wrong side. But now, about a year after that, we didn't talk for about a year. Now he is another huge supporter, 
he is so proud of me. He calls me Mija, which is my daughter in Spanish. And he's always bragging about me to his friends and stuff. And uh, we have just the greatest relationship right now. We're really tight, kind of like the way we used to be when I was a younger kid. And and so I I assume that they're re- they they've put in a lot of effort into the gender pronouns and and everything and making sure not to uh, misgender you and everything. They do try their best, but they still screw up all the time. Okay. And and my dad's pretty good at at quickly changing it. And my mom was like, "Well, I, f- I forget." And like she she makes it like it's not a big deal, and it doesn't bother me. Like I know they try their best, and they do correct it if they need to. Yeah, I I think that that's the. That's really the big uh, thing is how do they feel afterwards? Like I know when my mom, uh, she does it all the time and you know, she, uh, you can see that kind of like self like reflection, like, Oh crap. How did I let this happen again? Um, I feel like there's a lot of parents who just sort of see it as like this thing that we load onto them. Like, Oh, Hey, by the way, could, if you could do this and it's like this, this, um, this annoyance that they have to to do for us um but uh yeah that's awesome I, i'm so glad that you had like a, a, a positive or that it all turned out good you know, looking at it from their point of view that's gotta be kind of hard right like you grow up with someone their entire life and then all of a sudden you have to switch pronouns and names like i don't know anybody who i've known for a long time and then they switch genders and then i have to switch pronouns like i bet you that's that's gotta be pretty difficult <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's um, um, maybe I'm coming at it from just sort of a because I'm the only one that I know uh, in in my immediate family that's done it. But like, I feel like it's one of those things if you love somebody, you know, you'll do, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's like the whole those who those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind um, kind of thing. But uh, beautiful. you know, they'll put effort into kind of like thinking about what you want to do. If if somebody, uh, you know, like I had a friend who got a PhD and after a while like, you had to refer to him as doctor. And it's like, you know, these are these these stupid little things that you do because, um, you know, somebody does something and they want to be appreciated for it. I don't know. I, I, I feel like oh, a lot of people try to take my transition on as like their own personal pain. Um like we had uh, the other day we were on a live and my cousin came on and I love my cousin to death, but she told this story about how she like had to go into grieving for a little bit when I came out and it was like that she was grieving the loss of her cousin. And it was like, but I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still, I still have all the memories that we've ever had together. I'm just going to, you're just gonna be able to try my clothes on now. Um, so I don't know. Did you did you have like that sort of reaction with anybody, friends or family? Of like just were were they like they 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 almost like made it about themselves and like like uh, they needed time to grieve extra because for some reason our transition has immediately affected them. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people, especially my my ex wife um, and probably my parents too, in a way. Like you kind of you're kind of saying goodbye to uh who you were and saying welcoming this new person like i don't think it's it's not a death in any way but i think you kind of go through the process of grieving a little bit and uh i think my ex-wife had the hardest time with that like she blames michaela for taking away her husband michael and uh totally resents Mm. resented me for a long time yeah Yeah. we both went through that also with the whole murderer thing you know yeah well yeah we both got called murderers um and oh, uh, um no sorry sorry what was it 
Oh, you're both called murderers. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine came out. And was Literally, like, both of both of our yeah. wives were like, uh, oh, "You." She she stared at me across from the couch and was like, "You murdered my husband." Like, if I could, and I get it. It's it's a lot of rage to process, but she was basically like, "If I could kill you and get away with it, I would," because you took away so much from me. Yikes. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of that that goes on of they they treat it like this wasn't like this was this thing that we just like chose to hide. And it wasn't like like like, I feel like a lot of people see uh, like transitioning as like it's going to be this this pie in the sky. It's going to be easy. And, um, you know, we do it because it's in vogue now. Um. But yeah, like, I don't know, I guess for me, I wrestled with it for a good five or six years um, from when I first came out to when like I actually like came out and stayed out um, where it was like, I I mean, and, and I know this is the wrong way to think about it. And y'all can tell me, uh, but I like for a while considered like a mental disability within myself. I was like, I can't appreciate the body that I'm in. Um, I even asked my therapist if they could shock me in the brain and make me appreciate the body i would like give me electroshock therapy to to fix me quote unquote um but uh yeah i don't know i i've i've been told calling it like the like thinking of it as a mental disability was not really the right way to do it um but i yeah I, like I, also then um giving everybody kind of leeway to be upset about it uh along with me but treating it like i was like choosing this path was was very interesting to kind of like just be that punching bag for everybody um but yeah um, i think it's hard for people to understand that we don't choose this for ourselves like we don't me personally i i say all the time i i kind of hate being trans like i it is not a fun experience if there was a magic pill i could have taken back in the day that would make me happy living as a man i would have taken that in a yeah right like and that that's the thing is like i like i love who i am um but if i could have enjoyed being david um yeah i really would have i mean that's like i, I was willing to go under electroshock therapy if it was possible apparently it's illegal um but uh yeah that's that's interesting you say that do you um like why why do you why do you feel that way like do you do you think it was because that's how we were supposed to be it would make other people happy um um i think for me it's the loss i encountered like i took the loss of my wife and my kids so hard so that's why i just say like i would never choose this for myself like this is just the way it is it's the way my heart feels like i don't yeah i don't want to be trans i just am unfortunately yeah and yeah, I think that's that, that's that's a really um yeah, I think that, that that's a really mature way to look at it is like it's we wouldn't wish this on anybody. Like that's the thing I, when everybody's like, "Oh, you're a groomer. You're trying to turn people trans." It's like, "No, no, 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 no. I don't want to be this way even. I wish I could have appreciated. Like it was easy being a white dude. It was so easy. I like right. you could just walk into a play like walk into a job interview and be like hey look i'm 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 white and semi-smart they'd be like you're hired um but <laughs> um but yeah like it was it was an easy life and so i i kind of resent when people say oh we're grooming people we're grooming these kids to be 
to be trans. And it's like, no, that's what the, that was the COVID shot, right? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not allowed to laugh. I'm not allowed to laugh. I, I tell people that yeah, it was, being it was trans on my worst enemies. It's a hard life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's also it good. Like, there are some really good, um, good benefits to it, though. Like, I guess, like, what, what are your. Was well, boobs any- are fun. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. great. Um, Is there anything that you, when you started transitioning, you weren't expecting, like the way people treat you, the way you feel about yourself, uh, that that change that was like a pleasant surprise? Yeah, it's just my physical um, appearance, I think, because when I first, when I was on hormones, I didn't present as female for almost a year on hormones. And actually, like I hid my hair growth under a beanie, I wore a beanie all year round, even in the summer, because I didn't want everyone to see how long it was getting. Um, I was starting to develop breasts. And so I would wear like a really, really, really tight, like training bra almost to kind of keep it tight and flush yeah. against my skin. Um, but eventually, even though I was still trying to pass as male, I started being properly gendered. Even though I was trying to pass as male, they were correctly gendering me as miss or ma'am. Yeah. And so I wasn't expecting that at all. And so then I was finally like, okay, well, I guess it's time. Maybe I could take this off and finally come out and be full time. Yeah. There you go. You know, it, it was so it's so interesting thinking about it because I had a friend who was like, I'm about to go out. Like they they were talking about having um like longish hair. And they were like, I don't I, you know, like like you were saying, you hit it under a beanie. I remember mine was I painted my fingernails and I was terrified of going out and people seeing my fingernails and being like, Oh wow, as a trans person, because apparently that's like the 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 one indicators. Um, but yeah, like every step along the way, wearing you know nail polish, uh, wearing women's like I used to wear baggy women's clothes, and then they you know when they got tighter and shorter and and sluttier, um, every step was terrifying. Did you find that like did you dive in full bore, or did you start like with small increments like you know like like yeah like growing your hair out? Um, Maybe wearing like women's jeans before wearing shorts. No, well, like I said, like I was kind of in hiding on hormones for about a year, still trying to pass as male. And then I all of a sudden I kind of set myself because I was I was out at work, but I was still going to work as Michael. So I kind of set myself a date where I was like, okay, I think it's time. I'm going to on this day, I'm gonna go in as myself, you know, hair, makeup. I got a women's male uniform for work. And um so I kind of went from man to woman in like one day. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, it was it was kind of a crazy experience. But I guess since I was on hormones for so long, it just kind of it kind of worked out. Word. I remember I remember going to work as myself for the first time it was one of the scariest days of my life. Because like I said, oh, I my work already knew because I came out about six months earlier. But I showed up to work and I was I, I just lived like across the street. So I was walking to work fully as Michaela makeup and hair and stuff and I was so like I kept my head down because I didn't know what anybody was going to say and there was one uh co-worker of mine who just looked up at me and said oh hey Mike and then looked back down and I was like oh that was, that was pretty damn. easy I guess because I wasn't going by Michaela then either I was like well that wasn't too bad so then I went into the office and I was doing my work and stuff and people didn't even know it was me the very first day they thought I was a new carrier at the post office and awesome. it wasn't until the next day when people were like, oh, that's 
that's Mike or whatever. But now they started, then they approached me. They were like, oh my gosh, you look so great. We had no idea. You look fantastic. Like, what's your name now? Like, what do you go by? Can we finally say she, her and stuff? And it was like in that's a day or two, awesome. it was like, like a full transition. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, Wow. That's such a great, uh, I, I I love it. I've, I've heard so many horror stories of people going in and like feeling they're going to get fired because of um, you know, like people reacting poorly. Um one one thing I, I didn't want to ask you um i know i've noticed that you say your your old name a lot um how do you feel about that name like i know for me personally i'm proud of who david was like he david did a lot of crap to, he was he was a nerd he was a fucking geek uh but he got me to where i am now and so i'm like i i almost like celebrate david for who he was and don't i don't hate saying it i've noticed that you 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 don't seem to like shy away from it as much yeah, i don't i don't people call it their dead name but i yeah. don't i feel like to me that's harsh to me i i lived a good life as michael like i'm proud of a lot of things that i did and that you know i had a family wife kids i did the whole the whole guy thing and i didn't have a bad experience with it it didn't feel right internally like i knew i was supposed to be michaela but i'm not ashamed of who i was before i was michaela so i don't mind saying that my yeah. own name so I, I I do shy away from mine and it's because I've hated my name my entire life. My, so it, it's it's a shit name in my opinion. Um and I've I've never said it on any out any out, you know, um what's the word I'm looking for? Any platform whatsoever, not even here. And I I do respect uh the man that i left behind and he did do a lot and but it's he drove for a really really long time and now i've put him in the trunk and it's my turn to drive um but uh you know what fuck it i will say it no you don't have to uh you don't no. have to. my old name was brandon you're and right it, that is a crappy name it is a crappy <laughs> name right <laughs> Actually, my dad wanted to name me Seaborn, so I guess that's better. What? <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. How so does that make you feel saying that out loud? Instead, finally, is, that, <laughs> is it weird to say that out loud? It does. Yeah. It does feel weird. And um, I drove driving here during my move. Um, I of course had to drive through Brandon, Mississippi, so I saw my old name <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> when, uh, what? It feels weird. Um, and, 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 uh, I guess we'll probably get dig deeper into this in the after hours, but, um, I know like for me personally, I came out here and jumped on uh tender immediately because that's what I wanted to do apparently. And, um, I have been in this, I know people say it's really weird, but like, I will swipe left on like, you know, uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to match with a David, even if he's not as attractive, just because I think it's so funny. That'd be so funny to end up dating somebody named David because my parents could just have one back in the family then. Um, but uh, I know that there's a lot of people kind of like shy away from it. Like when you meet somebody who has your old name, do you like sort of see them in like, uh, like you uh, like revel in that or is it just not phase you? Well, for me, like there's so many Michaels out there. I hear it all the time, but I finally mm -hmm. don't turn my head when i hear the name michael yeah like i used to but i mean even in the media and stuff it's like 
Michael's such a popular name. So it's just, yeah. it's just another name. It's not my name anymore. <laughs> yeah. I just know, like, I, I've, like, we've talked to people in the past who, like, when they, like, they, they go on the dating apps and they see somebody who has their old name, they will immediately swipe right because they don't <laughs> want to see it. They don't want to be around it. Um, I find it so interesting how some people will, um, yeah, well, like that that name becomes almost like, you know, Voldemort to them with the name that, shall, that, you know, that shan't be named. Um, uh, Can I but, ask, what, what is your 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 love life like now? Are, are oh, you yeah. guys single, married, in relationships? I what? am recently divorced. Okay. Um, the papers went through probably a month ago. Um, so I am single and sort of mingling, I guess. But okay. um, yeah, it's it's. It's interesting. It's it doesn't feel it feels bad at times. Just you know, having me myself and I um, and Bubba over here who's sleeping. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm really not feeling settling down with anybody for a long time. I just got out of an eight year relationship. I'm not trying to dive back into anything, and uh, you know, make a mistake as it were. Um, I'm just going to be me for a while and, nice. uh, you know, get my twenties back because <laughs> yeah. I never had them. <laughs> Are you having fun uh, living the single life as your true self? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm known to be the, the rabbit of the group. So, you know, oh, yeah. those no, two together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bree is, uh, I live my sexual fantasies through Brie. Um, so, um, one one thing I actually <laughs> mentioned, I did want to ask you, uh, <laughs> like Brie mentioned, like living her twenties. I know, I, like I noticed for me, when I fully came out as as trans, I kind of like mentally reverted to an age that I really wanted to be. Like I would have gone back to maybe not freshman or junior, but like uh, or freshman or sophomore, but like junior senior year of college. And kind of like started acting almost like you're sort of speed running the college years as a girl, like doing, you know, dressing in a certain way, um, just acting, acting as if I were like a college, you know, by 20, uh, lower 20 somethings. Did you, when you came out, did you revert to a certain age or did you just kind of like keep straight on like a 31, 32 year old? Uh, yeah, well, I saw that a lot. I saw that a lot of trans girls wear like short dresses all the time and skirts and heels and stuff like that. And I just kind of never wanted to be like that. Really? <laughs> so I always, I always purposely tried to dress actually kind of tomboy at first. And I always yeah, tried to, yeah. I, I kind of tried to dress my age for the most part because I never wanted to be that trans girl that's running around in like a little mini skirt <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh my God. I can't, I can't. I don't have a fucking body for it. <laughs> so, it, it is again, what's a gym? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the, the the trans woman who i know like a lot of will will go down like up when barbie came out i i knew some people who were like you know upper 40s in their 40s maybe early 50s who were going out and dressing in like these like short short skirts and kind of like living this like because the, they wanted to have been uh played with barbies when they were younger so they're like well now is my time to do it and that one kind of gets me i'm like i don't think i could do that but i did i did regress to being like a college slut for a while um maybe not physically but i tried i i tried my best um i think i think with trans women especially i think you know they they were just probably men for so long that when they finally get to be women they're so excited to wear all the girly feminine things that they wanted to wear all those years 
But for me, when I tried doing that, to me, I felt like maybe I was trying a little too hard and I just didn't want to stand out. So I also don't know anything about fashion and stuff like that. Like I like doing my hair and makeup, but I don't know anything about dresses and clothes and stuff. So I just used to wear a t-shirt, tank top and shorts all the time. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Um, It actually wasn't until I got my BBL that I actually kind of started embracing my femininity. Now I'm starting to wear more dresses and skirts, especially for work and stuff. But I didn't do that before because I just felt like I, I also couldn't pull it off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess there is sort of that that feeling of um, and the imposter syndrome is, is big. Like, even though I have these, um, you know, C's boobs now, um, even going out in a tank top, like I went out to the ice machine, which now works, apparently, um, the ice machine in a tank top. And I felt like I was like. I don't know. I, I, I felt like people were going to look at it and be like, why is he, why does he have boobs? Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. There there was a level of like dressing like a tomboy kind of gave me this reprieve from having to fully embrace like the, the imposter syndrome, I guess. Um, but that's interesting that you that the BBL helped with that because I have seen people who yeah they start wearing skimpier and skimpier things um, around them. I know for me, I really wanted uh, cocktail dresses. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> As I well, shit say it like I didn't, this. I didn't. I didn't like start wearing dresses until maybe four months ago, um, when these started like filling out. Um, uh, I got I got touched by the boob very pretty hard pretty quick. Those are um, natural with hormones only. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. Shut that's, up, uh, Bree. <laughs> show off. But I def- definitely uh, dove into the dress thing and started getting some that you know cut down a little lower, uh, cleaving a little bit. But it's getting those features on board finally is like really affirming and to what you're you can be confident in wearing in public like when i first started out i was andrew as shit for like three four or five months it was like chick sweaters and that's about it and now i'm a jot and androgynous right yes okay gotcha yes it is so as basically when i was coming out at work it was it was a lot of andrew shit and it was uh i was they them for like a month because I was trying for my ex. Uh, she could stay with an andro per- or a non-binary person, but um, once I tipped into the transgender category, it was over very very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it is what it is. We've we've come to terms, and she's probably one of um, I would call her one of my champions. She she never misgenders me ever. Um, and even though my parents still do on accident, <laughs> but she never does. And we now live 20 feet away from each other. She's across the yard uh-huh. in the other house. Yeah. <laughs> um, can um, I, uh, I heard you, you both have had orchiectomies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Within a week of each other. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I had mine <laughs> on October the 13th. I definitely thought I was going to die. <laughs> but, oh, I wanted to ask you know. a question about that because I have a love-hate relationship with my, can I say penis on the show? Yeah. Penis, dick, wiener, penis. 
Ding dong. We say pee pee and uh, no, yeah. Uh, I I like yeah, it for out. you know sexual experiences, but I I hate it every other time. But when I actually look at it, like when I when I pop a tuck, it's mostly my my balls that I feel give me away, like the bulge and stuff. So I feel like maybe if I snip those and and x them and just kind of kept the main part, it might work out for me. But I wanted to ask, does it still? Does it still function? No, I got, I got this. Um, so getting the nuts snipped, um, normally when I, I, I've never like tucked per se, I just put my undies on in a certain way and then it just kind of goes back up where it comes from. But now that they're not in the way, um, your PP can go, um, <laughs> where, where those, uh, where the boys used to be. So now I can, not even any effort at all, just undies, yoga pants, and I'm flat as a board in the front. Nice. You, you yeah. Know, there's there when that's all usually because I'd, the webitos are gone, right? Yeah, the webitos are, you know, say la vie, goodbye. Um, but now, uh, yeah, they were huevos, then they became webitos on HRT. But um, can you still get an erection and use it? Yeah, yeah, I can. So normally I, I had a pretty big issue with that. Um, Early on with my HRT, I started getting like ED like crazy, right? Um, I honestly, and I, I'll tell anybody this, I take Cialis and um, I have no issues whatsoever. Nice. None. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, um, I'm, I'm fully functional. Everybody who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think the, the thing that it does is it, you know, like obviously it alleviates the need to um, take spironolactone, but it also, um, for, so for me, it doesn't really affect my tucking ability because the skin is still there. It's still so baggy that like I constantly have a bulge. Oh. Um, the only thing that I've really noticed is like, I guess I must've had more testosterone running through my system than I thought because I like, as soon as I got, uh, I got the orchiectomy. I noticed that like my face softened a whole bunch, like really quickly um, over the course of like two or three weeks. Um, my mental state leveled out. Like I wasn't getting um, sad, angry anymore. Um, and yeah, it was like it. there were these small benefits that I noticed that like getting rid of them helped out with that I wasn't expecting. Um initially and like the, the one benefit that i was hoping for talking uh has not been a benefit like it's still the same for me i still have oh. uh yeah still look like i'm packing well, you still have a couple more months because that skin will eventually atrophy back up even more flat than well, it is now cool. i didn't know that well, yeah but, it does like, i mean it's, it's just like a dog how my doctor described it to me is it was actually really funny when i had my consult um she goes, uh, do you have a dog? It's like, where's this going? <laughs> like, do you remember when you, um, you know, what, what do they call it when you do that to a dog? Uh, well, yeah. When you, when you neutered, neutered your dog, mm -hmm. it was like fucking big league chew just hanging down for a minute. Right. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. now what does it look like? I was like, Oh, it's flat. It's like, yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to take three to six months, but it will eventually flatten out. So when they when they took off your testicles, did they put a cone around your neck too? I asked for one, but they're like, that's, there's no need. I was the, like, it's not really a need. It's a want. Well, 
So one of the things that I will say that I've uh, I've heard, and this is um, I've heard if you want to get a, a vaginoplasty, that they really like if you have that extra skin from the 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 mm-hmm. sac. Like when that skin starts to atrophy and go back up, um, they they have less to work with in terms of like forming a labia and everything like that. Um, they can still use the shaft and everything um, to create like a, a, a G spot and to create um, uh, you know a, a cavity. But uh, if you have an orchiectomy and have skin atrophy, you you're really gonna kind of run the risk of not having it look as natural. Um, I've heard sometimes they'll put actual like prosthetics in like prosthetic testicles just to kind of keep a little bit of that skin stretched out um so it's just something to consider if you're considering doing i mean and and this is that's just what i've heard i've never actually talked to like an actual doctor uh about like vaginoplasty or vulvoplasty or any of that stuff but um it's something i would recommend anybody who's thinking about it like look into and talk to a medical professional because I do not claim to be one. I just play one on podcasts. Um, oh, I did have uh, I did have one question um, that we that I like to ask uh, people. Uh, you know, I guess we'll kind of get to the point of winding down. But um, um, sometimes we hear I've heard people say that they're done transitioning, especially if they've been on doing hormones for you know five plus years. Um, do you consider that transitioning can be done? And if so, like, what is, what is the definition of done transitioning to you? Um, yeah, well, I felt like my BBL, cause I, I wanted that for years, but I can never afford it because that's the one surgery that my insurance would not cover. So that's actually why I started to go fund me for that. But I always felt like if I got the BBL and I got kind of like the more feminine shape that I wanted, that I would be done, call it quits and probably eventually bottom surgery, but that's not, I'm like not in a big rush for that. So as, actually right now, aside from that, I just, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm good. Like I, I don't, yeah. there's nothing else in, in mind for the future that I really want right now. And yeah. I'm so undecided on bottom surgery that right now I'm, I'm totally content with uh, where I am in transition. Yeah. I, the thing I always kind of like said was like when, when the majority of my plans and thoughts weren't related to the next stage of transitioning is kind of when I guess I was like done like when it when it flipped over to like living my life as Danny as opposed to how do I get to the life of Danny um you know constructing Danny uh which I feel like I'm still obviously still doing um I know some people are saying it's a lifelong thing and you never stop transitioning you're constantly like you're becoming a, 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 the the person until the day you die um but yeah I just wanted to kind of get your get your opinion on that so you would you say that you're you say that you're done now like, i think so yeah oh, awesome. maybe someday maybe one day i'll wake up and be like you know what i think i'm ready for a vagina but for now i'm <laughs> i'm totally i'm totally good yeah. oh and you did ask you asked us but we uh we didn't get to ask you uh what do you mind talking about your dating uh like how dating's been since you came came out if you want to you don't have to also of course um so after the divorce I was also enjoying uh, singlehood. <laughs> I was having a lot of fun. Uh, actually, my ex, my ex-wife was my first everything, first girlfriend. I uh, lost my virginity, all that stuff. So I was kind of tied down to her. And so when I got divorced, I got to live the single life, and I was enjoying it for quite a while. Um, but then someone found me on social media, and she reached out to me, and she's this cis woman. Her name's Hannah. She's a beautiful redhead. 
and she really wanted to date me. But I was so brokenhearted over my divorce. I didn't want to move on. I wanted to stay single forever because I didn't want to risk, you know, another heartbreak mm-hmm. someday in the future. But she was like, you know what? I'll always protect your heart. You know, I'll take good care of you. You could trust me. So I, I gave in and I accepted her, you know, uh, being in a relationship with her. And we've been dating for four years now. Holy um, shit. It is a long distance relationship. It's really, really tough. Uh, she has two kids of her own. Uh, she lives in South Carolina. Oh my! I'm not going to leave my kids. She's not going to leave hers. So we're still doing the long distance thing right now. It's that is it's pretty hard. But it we we with with electronics the way they are today, it's not too bad. <laughs> that congratulations. That's oh, that's so awesome. I I love hearing that kind of like just like success story, like a happy ending. Um. Yeah. I, I like. I I guess for me, I I just um the town that I live in is too small to like limit myself to one gender, one um, type. So I've kind of like opened it up to everybody. Like uh, the wine, not the bottle, as they say on Schitt's Creek, but uh, it is, it has not been boding well. It's interesting that you said she reached out on social media. Was she like a follower on Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and then just kind of like fell in love or was this kind of like, um, like, I guess, what was her, what was her opening? Was just like, hi, you're cute. Let's date. Yeah, basically <laughs> she came on very strong. So she found me, she, she came across some random TikTok video before the change algorithm a long time ago, it was easier to get views on TikTok. And she saw one of my videos and then she kind of slid into my DMs on Instagram and she's like, oh my God, you're, you're so beautiful. I think we'd make the perfect couple like right away. Ooh, I was like, oh, wow. I don't know you yet, but. Thank you. It's another like <laughs> random weirdo. <laughs> but we started talking more and more. And I hate talking on the phone. I hate it so much. But I liked her enough to be like, I'm comfortable with you. Yeah, let's talk on the phone. So then we were on the phone all the time. And then video chats. And then we saw each other in person. And uh, yeah, next thing you know, That's I trusted awesome. her. And, you know, with my with my heart, I guess you could say. And we're dating ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. beautiful um she's uh, really and she's really really, cute. really good at sex <laughs> damn i'm not allowed to laugh come on oh sorry <laughs> oh, um sorry, well guys. shit next time you go visit her in south carolina i'm just in north yeah Hit me up that's awesome <laughs> um that's oh i love I, and, and honestly like i guess i kind of convinced myself that like I was the odd person out by like considering these like, you know, initializing online, um, like on Instagram kind of relationships um, that like, you know, that everybody else was meeting somebody in part in real life that lived really close to them. And, um, you know, me entertaining this somebody in New York or, you know, California or whatever was um, kind of was a, uh, a fool's errand to do, but that's awesome that that's worked out this long for you. And, um that's amazing it was it was really easy during uh covid actually because airplane tickets mm-hmm. were so cheap like i saw oh, her maybe wow. once sometimes twice a month she would come out so often oh um, but now tickets are expensive again so we get to see yeah. each other maybe once every three or four months but oh. like i said with electronics we're always facetiming she's yeah. constantly in my ear talking to me uh we like to like we'll be we'll start a netflix movie together at the same time 
because that oh, would be fuck yeah, I love it, that. You know, long distance. <laughs> but, uh, I think the hardest part, I think, is probably the the time difference because she's three hours ahead of me. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. it's kind of yeah. hard to adjust to each other's schedules sometimes, but I, we've been making it work so far. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you two are in the same time zone. I'm in that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Almost ten oh, o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's awesome. Um, well, I guess it's, it's kind of winding down. Um, I did want to ask the, uh, the 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 other question that we have to ask. Uh, this is completely spontaneous, and we definitely have not planned this out. Okay. Um, Michaela, what is your transition theme song? Uh, I was thinking maybe like "Dude Looks Like a Lady." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if you want a more real answer um when i first started transitioning my mom and i went to go see the movie the greatest showman yeah song it was uh this is me that was performed yeah. and i remember That's sitting beautiful. in the theater almost crying because that song touched mm-hmm. me to the core and i i really love that song so i'll pick that song as my official oh yeah. i love that that is that's beautiful um <laughs> What a what uh, going on the post. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah we, <laughs> um that's that's wonderful. I, I I love people who have these like reasons for their song other other than like it just sort of being like a silly song. It's like, um yeah, that's that's great. Um well, very cool. I think we're almost at an hour and a half because uh we always go over. Um, but Bree, do you wanna you wanna take us out and then we'll go into after hours for those who uh like the spicy content. Sure, sure. Let me turn on professional mode again. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for watching Girl Dad Girls. It's been another fine installment. Michaela, thank you for joining us. I have been Bree St. Marie, as always. And we have that QT Dana B. And Michaela, we would love to have you again, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, there's uh, so much more to talk about. Yeah, no, I know. It's we like have... Disney World. You can go for two weeks and not see it all. So it's the same thing here. Yeah. By the way, you're super yeah. good at that. I used to think that was pre-recorded. Oh, your intros and outros, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, awesome. Well, uh, well, everybody, we'll see you in the after hours. Or if you're not a subscriber, you should try. You should think about it because you're gonna get to hear this be sexy, yeah. So, we're gonna bring <laughs> out our nipples. Yeah. <laughs> um, bye, everybody. This has been a production of Girl Dad Girls Podcast. Check out new episodes every Thursday. If you are interested in knowing more, please email info at girldadgirls.com or find us on Instagram at girldadgirls. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.